Hey everybody, welcome back to Lady Geeks of Society podcast. I'm Gisani. And I'm Jenna. And it has been a minute. It has been a very, very, very long time. It has. It's very strange coming back into this, but I'm excited. Very excited. Uh, We're here to talk about Shadow and Bone season two. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the Crows and Nikolai. Yes. And the love of my life, Dominic. Um. <laughs> If you don't follow us, <laughs> you don't know that Geese's favorite is, well, the love of her life is Dominic. But now you do, just now in you case do. you didn't know. And I'm sorry for, for for what I might say. But just sort of a disclaimer, uh, neither of us are fans of the trilogy per se. My favorite part of the trilogy was Nikolai. <laughs> um, I don't really have any desires to reread the trilogy which is unfortunate like i i didn't hate it but it just was not my cup of tea yeah and however that it's very important to say that the show version of these characters i love and adore you know i've been saying this in every single one of my reviews but you could say whatever you want about book mal show mal is not the same person show mal is significantly better and that's that's all we're gonna say about that um but shout out to Archie for like taking oh, yeah. still what was like the basis of Mal, but bringing such a life into him that I did not connect with Mal in the books. Mm-hmm. We'll say delicately. Um, however, in the show, like I enjoy him. They're yeah. not my favorite ship, but I enjoy both of them very much. And I think they did fantastic things with the characters. Every I mean, I also one. I also don't care for Alina in the books, and I don't care for the Darkling. I don't care for any of them in the books, with the exception of Nikolai. But I, I adore them in the show, and I think one of the most important things about the show, and the reason that I would love for even Shadow and Bone to get at least one more season to wrap up their arcs, is entirely because of this cast. Like, 100%. That's it. I just, I want to keep watching this cast, do interviews, have fun together. You can tell that they love, they love doing this show and, and I want that for them. I really hope we get to see more yeah. of them. And then about that also comes in uh, Tolia and Tamar, who I don't even remember them in the book. Like I remember vaguely, but yeah. the show versions, oh my God, Lewis and Anna just popped out of the, I don't even I don't even care what their descriptions was I'm pretty sure they're both they both are shoe in the books right that's yeah. that's that's positive but um like I don't remember their personalities I don't remember anything but the show version of them I adore they were such a fun duo to watch even from their very beginning when we see them the the music that's playing all of it uh their introduction is like it's like iconic just it the is. way they well, shot every everything. introduction on this show this show has not introduced a single character i'm like nah, that was nah, I don't, that was mad like every introduction i'm like oh oh hello who are you mm-hmm. uh, so and i also like i understand that the writing for season two definitely had a lot that it was dealing with yeah. it's not perfect but no. i think they the way they crafted everything was genuinely like everyone's heart was in it the costumes yeah. the the cgi looks fantastic um the fight I sequences wish we didn't have cgi because then it would be less expensive i agree because let's let's go netflix please renew and green light a spinoff um 
but like everything genuinely looks so beautiful and like I think the whole crew is just amazing like yes again the writing could have been done a little better having to merge all those books together but for what it is I think it was fantastic (laughs) but it's unfortunately sad to say that I I don't I don't know if I would have wanted a third season that completely focused on ruin and rising Rising I agree I I can never remember the third one I have to look it up I think it is no no I think it's ruin and rising right I think so but yeah because unfortunately again like those aren't our favorite books like I want to see more of and you know like we're not a fan of love triangles here as everyone should know if you've been listening to our podcast um so like having the Nikolai and Alina love triangle like I did not want that extended um even though I'm glad with how they did it like I'm sad, Nikolai, you know, like he does have feelings and he's just like such a genuine person. So I'm like, I do wish we got some Zoya Lai early. I'm jumping the gun. He doesn't talk to Zoya yet. The second he talks to her, he's going to. I just really, really wish we just got like a little bit with them, but I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. But yeah, so like I were like doing what they had to, because I do feel like I remember, especially I think that's what got me the most was the second and third book. Mm going into it that I felt like it had dragged a lot for me so them putting them together in here I personally prefer yeah and then you can explore more things as well as having Lena not lose her powers because that was one thing that like I didn't that was another thing that I didn't love because I don't love when like you know we have this hero and especially it happens a lot with female heroes I feel Mm -hmm. like that they lose their powers so now we get to explore new territory with Mm -hmm. Alina that I'm not mad about no Especially because I just, I think Jesse adds so much more nuance to her and she just brings so much more heart. Whereas I feel like Alina in the books was just so one dimensional to me. Unfortunately, and, and I the, agree. the the point of view, because Shadow and Bone is strictly through Alina's point of view, the whole trilogy, whereas the rest of the books, we get multiple point of view. So we get yeah. to see these characters through the eyes of other characters and it helps significantly. But I feel like with Alina, I was just like, I need to get out of your head. I do not yeah. want to be here anymore. Unfortunately, yeah. It's like it, she falls in that trap. And I'm yeah. so glad Lee broke the mold and yeah, didn't yeah, stick with that. Sure. Like, love that. And, you know, like, it's her first. Yeah. I mean, who's first anything is ever like, oh, my God. You know, like, yeah. and still for her first thing, it was great. She built this amazing world. I do think that was a big factor. If we did get to jump around in other characters, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot mm-hmm. more. But agreed. I Jesse May Lee does a fantastic job yeah. with Alina. I love her. They're adorable. They're all just so adorable. Yeah, like I, I love this whole cast. I love their characters so much more in the books than I do in the show. Yeah. Oh, the other way around. I am very tired. <laughs> the Wait. other way around. Yeah. I said I love these characters more in the books than in the show. Wait, no, I think you said it right. I don't know now. I, I The show version, guys. I love the show version more. Show version? Every actor just yeah. brings that extra bit of warmth to yeah. every character. And that's another thing. Like, I, God forbid if this show is canceled, I don't ever want another reboot years later because I can't imagine it. I can't imagine anyone else playing these characters. The chemistry they all have with each other. Yeah. And it's just... It's great. And you know what else? Like, it's a shame if it does get canceled Mm. because of how they look at it. I think someone, I think I might have seen someone else point this out on Twitter as well, where it's like, you have separate series 
that yeah. take place in this one universe and it's like and if you cancel it before like you get to six of crows like that is one of the most popular books like mm -hmm. we both read that before reading shadow and shadow bone. and bone and it was like you know you're i was hooked mm -hmm. into that world so it's like it would be a shame for them to cancel before that yeah. because i think it could even bring in more viewers potentially yeah and and they deserve better the cast they do deserve better. it they deserve it um so I guess with that, with all that said, uh, also Ben Barnes is now free to do a romance. So um, let's let's get that out of the way. Let's get this man a romance. I will sign any petition. Can we please get that man in a rom Just rom com? A, a soft baby angel rom com, uh, like this. He needs to play a cinnamon hero. Like I he need to really see does. Him. I need him to be not in an enemies to lovers, not in like some sort of antagonist relationship. No, I need him to be a cinnamon roll hero like the one that's like i don't know maybe it's like an experimental romance or maybe it's like a friends to lovers i don't know i just need him to be soft because he's yeah. capable of that and i feel like this is exactly what he wants after playing villain after villain after villain you gotta change it up every once in a while and we know he we can play a good villain yep. but let him grow and explore and let him have fun yeah let, let him be soft um but do you wanna do you wanna start off talking talking about the love of your life, Nikolai? Oh, okay. Let's start off with talking about Nikolai. Oh, um, I love him. Love of my life. It's hard. So he's like my third favorite character in the series because obviously Kaz and Inej always come first because it's just you know the same way. But Nikolai is like really is who I am drawn to most in terms of like how he is struggling to do the right thing. Even though so many bad things have happened to him, I love him. And Patrick Gibson did such a good job with him. Immediately when he first came on screen, I was like, oh, okay. You, I'm like, any, like, you know, I had seen him in the OA and he played such a different character and like that was in my head. And then I was just like, but I knew he was a talented actor. And then like Sam was like, wow, perfect, perfect. Yeah, that first scene he steps in, I was like, oh, okay, okay, I'm sold. I I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get why you were the one they cast. I And that's another thing. I can't wait till we get, I don't know, whether it's a combo of Crooked Kingdom, Six of Crows, King of Scars, whatever it is, you know, because we're in King of Scars territory at this point. But um, mm -hmm. watching him sort of explore that duality between Nikolai and Nikolai with the monster is going to be so interesting and in how it challenges him because there is already so much range in what he brings yes. and so much heart mm -hmm. and i think that's what surprised me most because i really thought that they were going to keep the cockiness through the end but we get these small he moments. was I, from what i remember of the shadow and bone trilogy yeah. he was definitely extra cocky but yeah but i i will never did have that heart yeah of course but yeah. i think i feel like it came out more in his duology 100 so seeing it early on both hurts and also is great because you know dominic should have been alive uh but I, I the love of your life the love of my life dominic um actually here's my theory he's not really dead they did all this to to push nikolai to be the king that ravka deserves here um mm -hmm. and then he'll come back at some point and then Nikolai will be like I think it's time that you find a wife and he'll be like yeah you're right I should find a wife and then that's where I step into the picture to yeah be I mean wife. we didn't have eyes on Tamar the whole time she could have healed him 
No, exactly. She could have just like pretended that yeah. like we're gonna kill you. You know, this is this is the thing. They're all buddies. They want to protect Nikolai. Hundred percent. So he's he's coming back. You know, maybe be a, a little manipulative feelings, but it's fine. It's all good. Um, <laughs> for the greater good, they'll patch things up. I will make sure this happens. Uh, but no, I there there's that one scene that I went absolutely feral over. I don't even know why. I caught it in like my seventh viewing, actually. Uh, <laughs> but it, it was when he says, when Dominic says, like, you, a quiet wisp of a thing who turned out to be the greatest friend of my life. When I caught that line, like, you know, you sometimes you hear things, but it doesn't like click. Oh, yeah. Started sobbing, like just ugly crying. Cause I was like, oh, my God. We just got so much Nikolai in one little scene. Because mm-hmm. that moment's all about Nikolai. It's about who he was. It's about being the bastard son. It's about everything that he endured and why he is the way that he is. Coming from the one person who knows him better than anyone else in this room, acknowledging that he has always seen him as yeah. the king that Rafka deserves. And it's just a soft moment between these two men that... <sighs> I can't like it's just talking about this. It just makes me want yeah a third season for them like even more because it's like yeah. I want to explore more of Nikolai. So. Uh, yeah, we still have so much of his character to explore and everything he endured, um, like the everything with the second. It's the second army, right? I, I yeah, can't ever remembered the army. No, the first army, the first, the first army, second army's Grisha. I know. I get them switched too sometimes. Um, just all of that is is. It's so warm and it's so soft and his last and lines being a king that Ravka deserves. Like what a selfless, beautiful man the love yes. of my life is. I just imagine that. That's often both of them as well as that scene because that yeah. scene hurt. Oh yeah. It hurts so much. Yeah. Two episodes and you see so much of Nikolai through one person because it is mm-hmm. really this this idea of how much your friends know you better than your family sometimes like yeah the people that you spend the most time with you know this guy took all of his beatings for him but he never resented Nikolai because he saw him for what he truly is he saw his heart when nobody else did he saw the quiet but he also saw what he could become mm-hmm. that's what he held on to all these years and that's where that loyalty comes from and you see it through such brief moments that it, it this is partly why I don't mind how rushed it is because it's like if you're paying attention, which, you know, this is also my own fault because I wasn't in the first viewing. I mean, I was, but I wasn't. But if you do pay attention, even in the writing, there are these moments that really hint at the bigger heart of the story and those important contexts that we need to move forward. Yeah, it is like if you just do that little extra step of like mm-hmm. really letting everything sink in, it's there. Yeah. And just mm, I love him. I love them both. Um, I know. <laughs> I've got. Um, and then just speaking of Nikolai, like, again, loving how much everyone around him loves him. Yes. And this is why I adore Tolia and Tamar so much in the show, because that love is palpable. You can tell mm-hmm. how much they care. That scene in, I don't know, seven and eight kind of blur together, but whichever one it is where Tamar comes back into the picture. And then in the middle of battle, like her and Nikolai just hug. Wait, when Tolia comes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tamar, yeah. Sorry. Did yeah. I say Tolia? I meant Tamar. No, you did say Tamar. But then I was thinking, wait, when Tol, I was getting 
Okay. Don't mind me tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Like when they just hug in the oh. middle of like behind the barricade, I'm like, this is, this is so wholesome. I love mm-hmm. watching moments like this. Mm-hmm. And also like seeing them, how they always supported him, like as Sturmhand yeah. and all of that was just like, and just their journey together. Like yeah. they're his, if he needs something, they're doing they're it. They're his people. Oh God. I like and that he would do the same for them. Like there's no there's no denying the ways that he would protect these people using his power. And we we see that with what he does for Jenya the moment he learns the truth. Yeah. And how he stands up to his mom. Mm-hmm. Um which I love that moment. Yeah. That was fantastic. Because everything, I think one of the other things that we get so much of that I wasn't expecting was Jenya. And mm-hmm. It gave Daisy Head so much material to work with and she nails it. But just that one scene with Patrick Gibson and her when he's just like basically handing it to his mom that like, no, like, listen to her. You know, this is this is what he did. Yeah. Which is a lot. That was a lot. And they did it so well. And it's like so crazy that they have such an ensemble of a Mm -hmm. cast and it's like so much stuff for so many people yeah and i love them all i do (laughs) there's also the matter of i really enjoy the dynamic between mal and nikolai too i know so great like so good to see that versus them like having like pissing contests in the book it's like i feel like the vibe i got from nikolai too was like shipping mal and alina but also like having feelings for Alina and really enjoying Mal yeah. and just and I really like that even though yeah. again like look at Zoya Nikolai just look at her he did in the very end he, he, he saw her he he moved his eyebrows and yeah. she said that he line her. and I mean truly if I had not read these books if I had zero context of these characters and where they were going that one line of Zoya being like I could fix him I'd be like huh what let's let's yep. go fix him 100% let's do this that was that was such a great, like, sort of gateway to be like, like, kind of nudging the audience to be like, this is it. Yeah. This yeah. is the ship for you. Yeah. Speaking of, like, if, please, Renew, I swear to God, if Zoya's the first one to find out about him still having the monster, I will, yeah. I, oof, I don't know what will happen, but it won't be good over here because I the, will lose my shit. I the want hurt it. comfort is going to be was something. The- that was the first thing that really got me with Zoya and Nikolai was just like how much she was there yeah. and like having his back with the whole monster thing. I was like, I love you. <laughs> I love you both. Let's go. Yep. Hard agree. I yeah. I want it. I want it immediately. I mean, yeah. I would rather we just go into I wish with shows like this, and this is again, this is the tricky part with Netflix, but like if you're signing up for a show like this, then to be like, okay, we'll give you Shadow and Bone two seasons, and then we'll give you Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom two seasons, and then we'll give you King of Scars and Rule of Wolves. Um, I don't really want Rule of Wolves. I got, but you know, it's fine. It's but fine. I mean, the crows do come in in Rule of they Wolves. They do. I just the Saints. I I, I know. I mean, the Saints are in in Rule in. I know King that's Scars. the only part where I'm like, Ugh. but. And then just green light all of that. But that's not how Netflix works. You know what I mean? It's like when we got an adaptation for for The Hunger Games, you knew Catching Fire and Mockingjay were going to come in as well. Like, yeah, you knew you were signing up for a three season show. I mean, three trilogy, part, and technically yeah. four, but you know, yeah. 
And granted, that did significantly better in the theaters, but... This isn't given a chance in the theaters as well. Yeah, I mean, this is TV. Yeah. I would go to the theater for it, but... uh, I would. It's just... It's tricky. But Mm -hmm. I get it because we deserve it. Yeah. It's also unfortunate, too, where I wish, like... And this comes into play where it's so prevalent now where, you know, so much rides on early numbers when... If you give it some time, because like I know some people too that are watching it, but they're watching it slowly. Like you have people that take their time. And then the more something's out, the more people are going to watch it. So like, I wish they would invest a little bit more in being like, okay, you have this many seasons or like, because this is like so separate, like, yeah, like you said, give them all two seasons um, and potentially something really good could come out of it. It also kind of sucks that I don't think screener views count because they should. <laughs> I mean, real talk, like there's, there's my first viewing of it. And then and then there's my notes viewing. Yeah. And then there's the the amount of times that maybe it's kind of a good thing they don't count it, that I've rewatched certain scenes repeatedly after another. Can't so imagine I feel what like scenes those were. I alone could have saved this <laughs> if they counted. I know Lizzie from Fangirlish as well. Like we we could have single-handedly saved the show if they count screen reviews, but I don't think they do. I legitimately don't. Unfortunately. That also kind of sucks because sometimes there's a show that I'll watch it once, I'll write the review, and I'm like, great, I would love to see this come back. Blockbuster as an example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I'm not going to rewatch it when it's out because I don't have time. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. And then also it's like I know people who – I'm trying to get to like read the books. And mm. then if they do read the books, they're going to watch the show. I'm very close to making them do that. So it's like, again, it just, yeah. they were very quick to pull the gun. Yeah. To pull that, the what is it? The first four weeks? I think so. It's like for 28 days. Yeah. Yeah. Four weeks. That's four weeks. I hate it. I don't know. I'm stressed. Yeah. So just fingers crossed. We got this hopefully. But anyways. Yeah. Sorry. Nikolai yeah. Is the anyways. monster. Back I need to, to know what happens. the monster. We need, yeah. I need him and Zoya. I need, I also just love the friendship between Zoya, Alina, and Jenya. I love the three of those women together. I love how after so much horrors that they lived through together, they found this, this family together. Um, I agree. And I love how Zoya came back and just yeah. supported Alina and like talking about how a lot of their hurts came from the Darkling. And then yeah. also seeing Alina talk about what they went through. Like, because they all went through something similar. And of, of course, things get kind of crazy with that when you have someone manipulating you. So it's I like, also I really love seeing that. Love that they took the criticism. And this is the one thing that I'm I'm hopeful if we do get another season, that they will hear the criticism from this season and implement that into whatever comes next. But I remember one of the biggest critiques that they got from all of us critics and fans was, why the hell did you make Alina and Zoya such antagonists of one another? Like, why was Zoya acting the way that she does? Because that's not Zoya. Um, And then, you know, she comes in in season three, season two, season three, manifest that out there, put it out there. Let's go. Let's Uh, go. Season two, and she has that moment with Alina in episode three where she's like, why are you apologizing for what he did? Like, why are you do like, stop apologizing for things you are not responsible for. And she was like, I am here to offer you my hand, period. Like, point blank, just, I'm here. 
That's it. Like, what do you need? And I, and I love that because that's where I was like, this is the Zoya that I love. Yeah. And I am so glad that she's here. Mm -hmm. I I want more of her. I need more of her. I also, and I said this on Twitter many times too. I'm like, you don't show me, like, give me one season of Nikolai and take him away. And as well as not having him with Zoya. I would have liked a little bit more with her this season, but we did get some really great emotional moments with her. And I'm glad that like, she got to be, with the crows as well, like it when they went to Shuhan. So I was glad that they had her in in other areas as well. Yeah, for sure. Because I love her dynamic with Nina as well. Like yes. her and Nina are yes. really great together. They are. And I love how um, it's like a little different from the books, but still it there's that warmth, but also like yeah. that, like you're kind of in charge of me and like uh, yeah. it's it's good. They, and they play off each other very yeah. well. They definitely do. Every comment Nina made of someone is going to sweep you off your feet and you're not like yes. me and my thick slab of fur won't be here. And I was like, yep, someone will. She will. Yes. Love. Also, Nina, Inej and Zoya. Yeah. Holding hands at the end and like yeah. just like being badass together as well and supporting Alina. I yeah. was like, I love this so much. I love everything that they did with the women this year. It was mm-hmm. very it was a beautiful showcase of support through and through constantly. yeah so uh, are we uh, do we do we want to dive into nina and the crows i do think it's time for the crows and nina joining the crows and wylan and matthias being <laughs> in prison poor matthias man i feel so bad for him and i feel so bad for cal yeah, poor Cal. I, I think the worst is Cal knowing how much he wanted to be uh, with his friends. I love how we're referring to him as Cal as if he's one of our friends as well. Yeah, Callahan. Um, sorry, Callahan. Um, But we're buddies now. If I were him too, though, like I would totally go to shoots that they no, were No, I would be the like, same way. I'd be like, I have FOMO. I'm just going to come sit here and stare at you guys. Yeah, 100%. Um. That one meme where it's like, I don't know if it was a dog or like what kind of an animal it was when it's a like bear. over the wall. Oh, oh no. The bear. Yes. I don't no, know. no, no. It was like, like, what's going on over there? Wait, was it a cat? Like, oh, like perched Perfectless. up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, and again, that's another thing. Like, we need to get, I was going to say, we need to get Cal out of prison. <laughs> we need to get Matthias out of prison. Like, you can, we can't end it there. You no. can't end it there. No. That's cruel. It's cruel. But also, you. again, this is this is where I think they really kind of kick themselves. But how much time passes? Why can't Nikolai write another pardon if the pardon got squashed? Well, yeah, I don't know. Where of- is Matthias? Like, is he? Did he? Did they throw him into like some sort of solitary confinement in Hellgate? You know, this is questions that I did not ask that we should have asked. But yeah, there is like a time thing where either like. I mean, how long would a letter get to Ravka that they need another pardon? I don't know. But, like, it's kind of like they would need to approach it a different way. Yeah. Or would it be like they do just need to break him out of prison now because Pekka Rollins is, like, in charge of prison? Is he? I don't know. I'm confused on that it's, front. It's, I think the funniest thing is that everybody thought that we were actually going to get rid of Pekka Rollins. And I was like, yeah, really? Yeah, no, he's just really thought we would get rid of Pekka Rollins. The only way to get rid of Pekka Rollins, sadly, is to kill that man. I mean, are we gonna see it? I won't. Be, I I'd be sad if we I, don't. <laughs> if I if I could watch Kaz Brecker rip out his eye socket, 
it would be disgusting, but I would thrive. Not Frankly, as eye sockets, as eyeballs. I don't know how you could rip out I'm, some sockets. Um, maybe Kaz Brecker would know how to do that. He probably would. He <laughs> would. If anyone would know, it would be Kaz Brecker. But yeah, no. Uh, I think that Pack of Rollins is going to be an even bigger threat than before. Mm-hmm. Everything that we get at Hellgate is going to be worse, which I'm down with. Because maybe yeah. more challenging. Yeah. They're ready for like, that. I wonder if they're going to have like a whole... If- Greenlit. If they're gonna have like a whole episode or two like dedicated to like getting Matthias out and yeah. then heading straight up north, to... um, I really do want the line of my ghost will not associate with your yeah. Ghost. I, I need that. I do need that in my life. Oh, it's Very gonna good. be so good because any scene we get that one like little scene where he was like Brecker's probably uh probably keeping me. He's like I don't even know who that is, and you're like oh honey, you will. <laughs> You have no idea what you're you going to get yourself into. You don't know what's coming, man. Um, But yeah, I just, I feel awful because yeah. again, after this, I really, I really wonder if they would kill Matthias. I almost don't think so, but that's probably just me. <laughs> I don't, I don't want him to die. I don't either. I don't think anybody. I don't want anyone to die. <laughs> yeah. And I know like, that's not entirely this kind of show. But, like, I don't want him to die. And Nina is just so perfect with the crows. Like, the way she blends in with them. Calling the, like, calling out Kaz the way she does. This scene with Nina, Inej, and Jasper. And, like, she's taking literally one of my favorite scenes the whole season. Her taking off the menagerie tattoo. And just, like, Oh, because he, he's pushing you away because he has feelings for your health. Yeah, just straight up. More eloquently. And then their reactions, literally perfect. All their dynamics are so good. I love them. And, and then I really love them. Kaz being like, there's five of us now. Like, affirming that she's a crow. Well, because there is that line, you know, when he says what you did tonight made you a crow. And I, I love yeah. it. I, it's so good. So good. And then there's wyland's introduction to the crows too i just he's i can't believe perfect that jack wolf was nervous like i get it but i cannot believe he was nervous because i'm just like of all the characters truly of all the characters wyland is the one that i feel like we just took from the book and like throw into the show a hundred percent his his warmth his soft-spokenness, the, his expressions, the way the he looks so terrified sometimes, but also intrigued. His mannerisms, like the way he moves, the way he, like, just just his presence. I'm like, I, I have never, it, it's to the point where, like, every time I see him, like, we've talked about cuteness aggression with Andy, <laughs> like puppies. And I feel like every time I see Jack Wolf, I just want to like, like as Wyland, I just want to like take him and like squish his cheeks and then go feed this kid, put him in a house and protect him. Like bubble wrap him and protect him from everybody. Wasn't it Jess who posted like, she was like rubbing her face against his head or something. Like it's so cute. It's like it's literally cuteness aggression. Like I don't understand how I I feel like if I just if he if I was a casting director and he just came into the room before he even spoke, I was like, you don't have that's it. You're that's it. No. You're hired. You're you're hired. 
Hi, Wyland. I didn't. I didn't do a read through. No, you're Wyland. Don't don't question it. Yeah, I feel like that had to have happened. His hair, his just his expressions, like that scene where he's looking at the. I was gonna get it wrong. The blue butterflies. I was gonna try something Moxia. I don't know. I don't um, remember it. When he's looking at them, and he's just so fascinated, <laughs> like the cutest. I can't. And then you have those moments where you know he does get those like bits of confidence and like he's the mm-hmm. one to initiate the first kiss he's the one to be like love that talk of, like let's remember the night before and i'm like i don't know how to function i like seeing jesper like thrown off kill yeah him too exactly like, like being the I one like that's like know, they both get under each other's skin yeah. and like you know it shows how they're they're equals you yeah. know so good so good. and i still love i will never forget like seeing for the first time when he's like i remember you and he's like you're remembering that now, now when he's on top of and i, I love or the scene yeah. where jesper uh is like where he jumps on top of one of the guards to like protect him with his like tiny little body i'm like i am gonna combust right now <laughs> yeah oh though it still like gets me too when like nikolai's getting attacked by the monster or like whatever at that point and like Wyland's on the floor and Jesper's like checking on him in the background. I was like, and I, them in the background someone... is so cute. It's it's unfair. It's rude. It's I, why would you think I was like equipped I was, to handle that? I was not ready for their level of cute and, and adorable. And, and then the my man. Wait, we haven't really put a label on. <laughs> oh my god, stop! I can't. I love them. They were literally both so perfect. They so and Kim perfect. Young was already perfect as Jesper. Yeah. So just seeing him. Well, okay. Well, now we have to talk about Kit Young because we're just going all through he the pros with his mom. <gasps> yeah, is one of those scenes where I need time because I think I want to do a scene breakdown on it. Just the more I think about that scene, the more I'm floored by how mm-hmm. much he puts into just really showing us that like. So much of what Jesper does is to combat his grief and to combat losing his mom and not knowing how to deal with it and not knowing how to deal with the fact that he was also a kid who was just forced to grow up too soon because of this colossal loss that he experienced. And it murders me because, well, from the first scene, like the second she called him little rabbit, I was done (laughs) and I was already blubbering. But like when he started crying, oh my God, it was just exceptional and I really and I am always that person who loves when a scene like this where a scene that deals with grief or a scene that deals with losing a parent or something of that sort leads a character to oh shit like I have a second chance at love right now I need to seize that and I need Mm -hmm. to hold on to it as tight as I can so having that and then him kind of running to Wyland and be like look you were right I I can't hide this. I can't, I need to embrace this, but also like, you know, just making up and it, it I was like, my heart was bursting from joy and, and sadness, but the best kind of combo. Yeah. Um. So, and I really, and I can't wait till we get to, cause I know a lot of people have said that it seems like their relationship is progressing really fast. Um. But first of all, we have two really slow burn ships. Let us have a quick one. <laughs> I mean, seriously, but and there's also, still so much to uncover with that. Yeah, because I, my one of my things is is Wyland real? Like, why is his last name Hendrix? Why did they change well, his last was, name? That was his mother's maiden name. So, but 
Wait, in the books? Yeah. I don't remember that. I Yeah, I was, I just got to that part in Crooked Kingdom during my reread. So my thing was, because is he hiding from his father? I think he is. Because he's also on the streets. Like, yeah, well, now this is the part I actually forgot about this, that Van Eck sent him away, was like, you're going to school, but tried to have the people kill him. Yeah, so but he, he ran. He, he yeah, left school. so he yeah. ran away. So he has no money. He's literally, and that's on the run why he's not eating, which is what yeah. Kaz comments on. Yeah, because he's literally on the run from his father, and I totally forgot about that. And I'm like rereading at work, you know, as one does, and try so not to. And that is gonna come into the picture. He has. To, I think but. so. Yeah. I, if y'all could see my face right now, I just. Wyland does not deserve this. No, none of them do. No, none of them deserve any of the treatment they've gotten. And it's Taylor Swift had to have written You're on Your Own Kid for them. I'm convinced at this point she's a secret crow. Yeah. Because um, it's it's really it's so heartbreaking when you think about how alone they all are and how they find each other. And just I and the fact that like, you know, we the, the, their relationship is kind of a second chance romance at this point which is my favorite yeah. trope for anyone who knows um so i just it makes me personally love it a little bit more because like oh y'all have yeah a little one night stand mm-hmm. which i remember we were like what are they talking about what mm-hmm. happened what memory what he what bought him on here <laughs> what about these waffles tell me more and knowing that they both left for the very reason of, well, Wyland left because he thought Jesper would leave him first. And he was like, you know, I think I would have. But and then he gets to know him just a little bit. And yeah. Or like his comment about would anybody like some tea? I was like, I'm going to just jump off a cliff. Why are you the best? <laughs> and yet, like, I I agree, though. I like, you know, you can look at the books for like more yeah. of a slow burn with them. But then like having them go like you said it's good to balance out the slow burn ships yeah for um, sure and with them having so much development but it's just like it's just nice to see that joy with them yeah and especially on the fact that fantasy so often tends to bury their gaze yes and yeah. so that i i highly 100 percent can't speak on confidence with about anything but i really doubt that lee bardugo would ever do that i so. highly doubt that as well i'm like mm-mm I would rather have this. I would rather see joy and know that it's joy that's going to last. And this isn't to yeah. say that they're not going to have issues. Like they're going to have worse. Sure they're going to have more angst come us getting to know Wylan a little bit more. Like yeah. this was Jesper's arc. This was us getting to know Jesper. Mm-hmm. And next season, I imagine, especially if Vanek comes, then maybe Wylan will start pulling away. Maybe his own demons will start to come out and like he'll project that onto jesper and it'll cause angst like this isn't to say it's happily ever after but it's to say that like they're in this together yeah whatever it is they're going to push through as quickly and as slowly as possible because it's like they're not putting a label on it per se but they are they're promising each other that like this is like my man you know it's 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 kind of how everybody on the show there there are these unspoken promises with them. Yeah. Like you know that. You know in the books that when we have Wyland and Jesper, we don't need to have them say the words to know that they are the ship. The mm-hmm. same with Kanesh, the same with uh Helnick. Um, I forgot their ship name for a second. 
But like, we know that these things are happening. We don't need those labels per se, but it's nice to have them as well. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, for one, when it comes to Wesper, I, no notes. Like I, yeah. I literally, I have no complaints about them whatsoever. None. Also like in the book, they did meet once before, but they yeah. didn't do anything, but Jesper didn't remember him. So they kind of play on that. Yeah. And also in the book, Jesper knew straight away when they were reintroduced that he was Vanek's son. So right now they don't know that. And I feel like well, that was Jesper, they don't know Vanek. Yeah, right. They Or they might know of him yeah. being the wealthy merchant, but like I, that was always a thing. I feel like that kind the of capital painting separate. is not Vanek, is it? No, it was in the books. It was Vanek's painting. I don't remember now in the show if they said Vanek. I can't remember. If, I think they do. Or does Kaz just say? De- De- I feel like maybe they did say Vanek because I do remember being like, "Oh, Vanek!" Like I remember acknowledging something because I did not remember the Decapel painting until rereading Six of Crows. Yeah, I don't know, but like in that case, I feel like in the book, like that was. Jesper just kept ragging on him for that and I felt like maybe like you know it was one of those romances at first of like I'm just gonna like keep poking fun at you because like mm-hmm. and he had so many connotations of who yeah, Wyland yeah. was because of that so rather than he's meeting Wyland like on this level of not knowing his like is what would happen yeah it's still so true to them it is it is and their dynamic is perfect the way Kit and Jack play off of one another like how they both have moments of like like kind of like standing tall in in the um in like the internal sense yeah where they both have these like like bursts of confidence and then like these like moments of like quiet contemplation is just so good because like the height difference is so adorable but like then you see wyland like initiate things and you're like oh my god hello (laughs) what's happening Um, i can't i love them they're so cute yeah and then when he was like i like your face and then you know that one day we're gonna get i like your stupid face and i'm not gonna know how to handle that i love it like what do you said that i was like yes yes good it's just good job everything is great i love them the crows are perfect yeah no notes like genuinely no notes the way that jesper moves and i've said this in almost all my reviews but the way that jesper moves I mean, the way Kit Young moves as Jesper is just so enamoring. I could sit here, like, I hate guns and all that shit, but I could sit here and I could watch Jesper do his thing for hours and not want to blink because I just want to look at him do it. I was watching the, um, when, like, the crows, like, the cast is watching, yeah. like, some of the scenes up, and, like, Lewis mentioned that, like, Kit never dropped his gun during, yeah. like, one of those scenes, and he's, like, it's just flying around his finger. I'm like, holy moly, Kit! Like, secret Dura you deserve right an award. Yep. <laughs> like, why would the why would awards acknowledge these characters? These actors oh, that's fine. more right. sensational. Um, sorry, big franchises to talk about. Is it time to talk about Ganesh? <laughs> I I legitimately feel like I don't know. I feel. Can like, you handle talking? No, I feel like. I, I've never prayed for this, but I feel like there's a Bible verse that says, like, God knows what you need before you even pray for it. And I'm like, I feel like <laughs> God knew this. This is what I needed. 
I remember like there's shows where you're like, yeah, I expect X, Y, Z, you know, whatever. But with this, I was like, I don't expect anything. I just, I just expect them to be, because with Kanej, the beautiful thing about them and, and what Freddie and Amita bring to the table is that they could just stare at each other and I could write 4,000 words about the conversation they just had in, in silence. Like, well, what did I say the first time I saw the finale? Just when Inej comes back and the way Freddie looked, well, Kaz looked at her. Yeah. I was like, I was flipping out. I was yeah. like, if there's no other scene of them during this finale, I was yeah. actually, I'm like, I'm fine. Yeah. Because they, he, especially he does not speak about what he, you know, what he wants because... And he likes to say things that he doesn't mean and that are mean. <laughs> and so it's like, I also, I did not have many expectations. I also like to keep my expectations low because of shows I'd rather not name right now. Um, so I I know I felt I, like it was a fever dream. Even episode one, I loved it when she was like, I'm not leaving. You know, I was like, excellent. Love this. Episode two, when, you know, she... I did not love that scene because it physically really hurt me. But like, you know, when we got to episode three, I nowhere in my mind was I like, we're going to get her comfort. My okay. initial thing was he's going to talk to her. He's finally going to talk. He's going to say something. He's going to say he's sorry. Mm-hmm. Something this, 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 this nincompoop is going to say something. Mm-hmm. So when we got to that scene where he, you know, where she was like, you know, you're gambling with our lives. Like, I need to know what you blah, blah, blah. And, and then, you know, he steps closer and <laughs> his, like his shaking glove hand. And I, 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 don't, I don't know how I, I, I'm here. <laughs> like the amount of times I've paused to be like, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. I can't do this. I can't. In shock, utter shock. I, I oh my God. Just no. <laughs> it was just so perfect good. because, and this is another thing that people have talked about because the bathroom scene is so crucial to their development, and so people have been like, "Well, you know, they got rid of the bathroom scene." I'm like, "No, they just did like, it's a whole chapter, people. Like, it is a whole chapter of emotions and thoughts and and." feelings and me wanting to burst out of my own skin but um you know they did the whole shit's getting real because I just took off my glasses but they (laughs) they took like a fraction of that scene you know because they had to get rid here's the thing with Pekka Rollins and Kaz Brecker like I remember watching the show with my mom and she does not like English is not her first language so she she does not speak English fully so for her it is generally difficult to understand a lot of stuff so she relies on show and I remember during the first season she was like I really don't understand why he's your first favorite character and I was like I'm wounded I was like I I'm gonna like I, I was wounded guys like it was it was, it was not good it was a personal attack so I tried to like explain Kaz Brecker's entire history to her and she was like Okay, like she didn't see she was like, you know, that meme of that like person trying to explain something like vehemently like crying to like their <laughs> mom who's like holding a blanket and just like staring like what is happening? That was like me and my mother. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so there are a lot of people 
And that even if they they do speak English, that they are not paying attention to Kaz and how much Freddie is like, like breaking himself to be like, there's a lot happening inside. Please look at me. Yeah. Um. You know what I mean? Like he's such a, and I fully admit if he wasn't my favorite character, I would not be staring to be like, oh my God, what is his hand doing? What is his face doing? Like has his jaw clenched? Like what's happening here? You know what I mean? So they had to really like kind of nail it down to everybody that like, okay, this is why this character is fucked up basically. Mm -hmm. So they had to show us his past, which, you know, I I would have been okay with one flashback, but no, they decided to just give us flashbacks for six freaking episodes and they just wanted us us to suffer. I they was suffering. Suffer. The suffering was happening. And so yeah. when Lee Bardugo made that video where she was like, I've never cried because I've never felt bad about anything I've done, but I've just cried. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my yeah, voice. She here. saw it. She and saw she what saw she did to the little like, Yeah. Do you understand what you did? Do you not picture in your mind what you're doing as you're writing? Um you needed to see the, the real little Kaz. Oh baby angel. I can't. It was it was too much. So I remember when we got to episode four, everything that happens in episode four, and I just quietly turned to my mom because she's like really into it. And then in Armenian, she goes, what a man. I understand why he's your favorite now. And I just jumped off the couch and I was like, well, I did it. This is validation. But I mean, that's what it is. Like watching that scene, watching his confrontation with Pekka Rollins and for me personally, the way, like everyone says Inez's name differently, but the way that Kaz does. Yeah. Is like yeah. laced with stuff. Yeah. And, you know what? Freddie Carter is usually right about many things in, in this regard. And I trust him. But the one thing he's wrong about is the fact that no, Kaz Brecker would absolutely lose his shit and die if anything happened to an edge. So nobody, you would not be able to move on without her, but nice. He would be completely broken. No, he would be. But like the way that he like, you know, throws down the indenture paper, whatever, and says like, and for an edge guffaw, like I just, I was on the floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't condone violence. I don't usually think violence is hot, but. Cass Brecker. Cass Brecker, man. This is why I can't read YA and why I struggle so much with fantasy friends. Like, if you're wondering, oh, Jenna seems to read a lot of fantasy. Why won't Gisani hop on? It's because these two have ruined me. (laughs) Like, I physically, I just, the way that I react to these things should not, I, I don't need that to happen anywhere else. But also it just doesn't. Like, they don't compare. No, it, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't hit me. They've ruined me for life, man. Shit. <laughs> like, my poor grandkids are going to be like, okay, we got it <laughs> when I talk about it. But God, I just angst. There's a lot of angst. Like, and, you know, anyway, we didn't even talk about the bathroom scene. But just, they had to get parts of Pekka Rollins out of the way to show us who Kaz Brecker is. Because, again, we cannot see his thoughts. The show is not Lizzie McGuire. We're not going to have a cartoon Kaz coming out. Can you saying, imagine a cartoon Kaz just being like, she laughed. I want to bottle it. Oh my God, Inej, Inej, Inej. Like literally, I'm just, people, do you not realize that half of Kaz Brecker's like chapters 
in anybody, everybody else's chapters, they're like ruthless, dirty hands would murder and take eyes out, blah, blah. And then in his chapter, it's just like, Inez is so beautiful. <laughs> oh, Inez is here. Okay, everything's fine now. Oh, mm-hmm. she just came through my window. She's so pretty when she sits on the window. Like, you're just like, are you okay? <laughs> no, he's you not. Good? He's not. You know what I mean? And like, again, kudos to Freddie Carter because he really does. When you pay attention to him, you're just like, oh man, he's he's really acting here. He's just like, look at me. I'm showing you things from the inside. <laughs> and you're like, I see them, buddy. I see them. Good job. Good job. You're doing great. And then you see pictures of him holding cotton candy. <laughs> with the biggest grin on his face that's that's literally costume kaz brecker on the inside is freddie carter on the outside like <laughs> that like soft spokenness and everything i'm like that's really what kaz is like on the inside he's just a soft little unicorn <laughs> um but anyway just back to kanej inej armor mm-hmm. i i don't go on talk about it i can't do this <laughs> i like that like they took pieces from the bathroom scene because i literally just had a thought so like they just took the piece of like him taking a step towards it which i like that clearly he is not where he is in crooked kingdom because he does not take off his gloves he still has his gloves on and tries everything in his power just to hold the cloth and not actually touch her skin so there's that but what if if we get when when we get the spinoff if Inej is hurt, yeah, he carries her to the ship. Yep, we already had. I will have you without your armor, so he's got to stay with her, and we can have the rest of the bathroom scene there. Him trying, showing that he heard her words and he does want her, and have him be there trying to help her. Maybe have the attempt of kiss. You know, if they did oh well i swear to god netflix if you don't give this like but it's just saying there's still a lot to work there with. is of course and i think oh my god and then one of the i think my favorite bit of no i can't even say this because freddie carter really this was his season but like my i think one of my favorite moments is when Inej is like, you know, I will have you with our out armor, which again, I know people hate this scene, but this is exactly how I imagined it with the softness that Amita Suman brings, like mm-hmm. that voice in her where she's like, I know what you're like. And the thing is, she doesn't even know the depths of what he's going through, but she knows that he's essentially hurting himself too. She's saying it for him. She She's saying it because she wants him to heal in the same way that she wants to heal from all the sexual trauma that she has. And so essentially saying, you know, the the softness in her voice when she says, like, I will have you without your armor. And his nod is just mm-hmm. my favorite thing because that's what that that's him saying, okay, I hear you. He, like he does. He try. understands. And that's the other thing, like. Like you said, she's been through so much sexual trauma and like we did not get to see that no, this season. but we do see, again, it's, and this is what I think will happen in season three, hopefully, mm-hmm. Six of Crows spinoff, but like that scene when whatever the the taxidermist- the creepy mask guy. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, 
trying to think or when he pulls her hair mm. and if you look at her face i i physically the first time i did i had to pause because i was like i this is i can't like you know no like nej was that triggered. was brutal and i love that amita like talked about that yeah. like that was always in her head yeah because she understands this character and so yeah. and you know she's given the liberties to kind of show that and as mm-hmm. all these actors are you know they could show those bits and pieces of their characters that maybe the screenplay isn't jumping into straight away yeah. so having that seeing that and knowing that in her vision of Kaz Brecker, like what she wants ultimately and what she knows that he is the only person who could give her is consent yeah because when he takes off her knives it's a really beautiful callback to episode three when, you know, she hands him the knives, knowing that, like, she could give those knives to Jesper. And she does. Of course, she trusts Jesper with her life. Mm-hmm. But it's different with Kaz because he's the one who essentially gave her those knives in, the like, the first place. So giving him those knives and having him be the one to remove it in her vision, as well as his gloves, and to ask, may I, is yeah. just what I think that people are kind of skipping over if they're upset about it is because that's what Inej is saying is that she wants consent Mm -hmm. she wants consent from this man who's giving it to her who'll always be giving it to her and but she just wants it to be real and I still can't believe you have that scene like I know I know because like you said it's like it's all about consent with her and how careful he is like that entire time it's not about like it's not about like it's not as like sexual i feel like as people would like are reading it yeah where it's like it's all about vulnerability yeah and and letting and down your armor taking his time mm-hmm. giving her everything she needs to be like i'm not comfortable yeah and like but she does want it and they both and that's yeah. the thing is they both want each other but and is allowed to have boundaries as well. And yeah. it's like, if she's the only one that's getting past her boundaries, like he needs to work at himself too, yep. which is another thing where it's like, and like, she's allowed to say like, you might want me, but I need you to feel okay with me. Like they yeah. both need to feel like, and it's talking about, you know, I think some people also read it like, take off your, like, take off your gloves, like, blah, yeah. blah, blah, like, you know, but it's like not acknowledging that no. she's like, knows that there's trauma. She's not pushing him to do it. She wants him to feel comfortable to even take to off try. the metaphorical trauma. Yeah. Like, try and part of that comes with telling him about like thing is okay she knows that pekka rollins killed his brother right that was huge for Kaz mm-hmm. to reveal to everybody because nina was like who is this pekka rollins you know like your heartbeat yeah. fluctuates gone blah, blah blah um and so getting that out of the way is important but Kaz also has to talk about how his brother died which he's yeah. not done mm-hmm. so inej right now just thinks oh I don't know, he, he slaughtered him somehow or did something awful to Jordy. Um, no clue the traumatizing yeah. experience that he's been So through. when she, when they do, have you guys read Dealing With Our Demons yet? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's why I love that that book so much because it acknowledges the fact that, well, fanfic, de- yeah. Dealing With Our Demons on it. Did I just call it a book? <laughs> I mean, it is basically Six of Crows 3, so. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's acknowledging that why trying matters and communication matters. You know, he has to talk about it. He has to say, this is what really happened with my brother. Like, this is mm-hmm. how he died. This is why the gloves are. And she will understand that. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's not going to be like, 
okay, well, too bad. You still got to take it off. She's going to be like, okay, and here's how my body is fucked up. Yeah. Like, like people are not realizing. No. But it's like, in that moment, I love, we see her square her sh- shoulders yeah. still when she's going after him. And the moment before Jesper hugs her at the at, in the finale, there's that moment of like shock on her. But then, because yeah. as she says in the book, like she has a touch aversion too. Yeah. Not in the same way, but enough that like she catches off guard, but then she is comfortable with Jesper. Yeah. But it's like those small moments that once again, this cast is so good and they deserve so much. Yep. And it's a shame that like big franchises don't get the consideration that other things do. Because I'm sorry, I also feel like big franchises and like fantasy shows and sci-fi shows mm-hmm. and whatever, I feel like they give actors more to work with yep. than a lot of the drama that is constantly nominated. But that's neither here nor there. Like, facts. You points cannot. Yeah, you cannot. You have to remember where Inej is coming from as well. And also the fact, like, do you want to keep enabling Kaz or do you want him to, like, face his demons and get better? I want him to be happy. I want him to be able to, like, take off his armor. And the thing is that he wants to take off his armor. Like, he literally says, please hold, I'm going to find the exact quote because it always drives me bonkers when people are like, he doesn't, this isn't what he wants. And I'm like, but like who wants to have that fear and like obviously people have that but like you want to be able to heal from it after having trauma so he literally says he needed to tell her what that she was lovely and brave and better than anything he deserved that he was twisted crooked wrong but not so broken that he couldn't pull himself together into some semblance of a man for her that without meaning to he'd begun to lean on her to look for her to need her near he needed to thank her for his new hat like the, the level of idiocy but like he wants all of these things. Like, Inej is not the one who tells him to try to kiss her. It's him who mm-hmm. wants that, who wants to try. Yeah. I'm sorry, are we going to talk about the fact that the man stands before her, like, between her legs? Like, hello? They get real close. And once again, like, and you brought this up too, where it's like, um, at the ice course heist, like they say goodbye, and like she touches his face, and yeah, like she touches he his cheek. her arm. Uh-huh. Like granted, he has his gloves on, but he grabs her arm and like strokes her wrist. Yeah, and she touches his cheek. Like yeah. they both want this, but are fighting. Like they're fighting. They're fighting themselves. their demons. Yeah. yeah, I feel like sometimes people say that Freddie especially in season one that they were kind of like oh he's a little like on the softer side but it's like there are moments that i like i forgot about rereading them that i'm just like no no like wrecker's internal monologue is softer than any cinnamon roll hero in any romance novel that i have read it is bonkers like (laughs) literally who says she laughed and he feels like (laughs) if he could bottle her laughing and drunk off of it every night he would like if someone, if I hadn't read these books and someone was like, oh, this guy right here says this, I'd be like, are you sure it's not that guy? And like point to Jesper. I'd yeah. Like, are you sure it's not that one? Like, what do you mean? Kaz Brecker has those thoughts. Like in the books, that's the point that like, and you kind of see it in baby Kaz that, oh my God, that he's like, he's, he's this like little, little peanut who's just like fascinated with magic. And, um, you know, like smiles and like is like quiet and stuff like that like that that little boy was broken Mm -hmm. but there's parts of him that are still here who's like nej yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> or for him to just be like, when the chips fall, I'm happy to know you're beside me. Yeah. Like, such an idiot. Why are you like this? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. And like the fact that he was afraid for her, not. And this is another thing. And I feel like we should probably, I don't even know how long we've been going, but like the thing that gets me is that Inej would never leave Kaz if she knew that he truly needed her. Mm-hmm. I think that's why she was okay to leave him because knowing Nina was there, knowing Jesper was there and that she yeah. had to do something for this family. But yeah. she hears him when he voices yeah. how freaked out he was. And yeah. that's why even when she's supposed to follow uh, their mark, um, she follows Kaz instead to give him his gloves. She, I, you know, I was very upset that Inej left I was struggling with that a lot and it wasn't even totally because of like Kaz like because again like I expect very little from them and like you know um in regards to, like their development just because it's like you never quite know what you're gonna get yeah. with Kaz, even like in the books like he's crazy Kaz doesn't They're know what crazy. Kaz is gonna them. get with himself no um so I was like very upset that she's not with like being best friends with Nina and like just being with all the crows and not necessarily Kaz. Like, I was very upset about that. But, like, rereading Six of Crows and, like, how much of, like, if she's free, she's going to look for her family. So she's free now. She has money. There's nothing pressing for her to do in Ketterdam other than Kaz is asking for her. And they just kind of had a fight. They did. Like, he told her basically to go. And then... They went to Shuhan and like they never really had they had that heart to heart in the chapel, but she was already made up her mind at that point to go look for her family, to look for her brother. And, and he, he gave, gave her, her the the out like, here you yeah. go. He gave her the information that he's been looking like. So I am I, I take it back. I'm OK with her leaving. I'm still sad that she's, she's not with back. her crows. She will come back. back. My thing is, though. And I, for the record, though, if she is not back with the crows by episode one of this spinoff that will happen, um, I will be upset. Like, no, I, I will I too, need... but I think she will be. Like, yeah. there's no way that they are, especially after splitting them up and having Matthias be far. Yeah. I don't think they're going to, if this is already such a risk to take on and to do these shows, I don't think they're going to do six of crows without all six of them by at least episode two. Yeah. So, like, I need her back with them, like, right away. Because, like, I do love... Someone was like, Inej is already in his office and she's been briefed. I was like, yes. Yeah, basically. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, all you need... I feel like as soon as... If they send one word to her, she will be there for them. Because they are friends. They're like family at the end. They are. And that's what does, like, make me sad about, like, her leaving, too. Because I'm like, I want them to be together. Like, I love their dynamics. Like, so, but I know that they'll be there together. And she's also such a badass. Do you think her brother is going to be alive? That's an excellent question. I don't know. I wonder, like, are they going to find him? I don't think he's going to be. That's my theory, which is unfortunate. But I I, I I wouldn't be surprised. Because I feel like if he was, Kaz would have been able to find him. Yeah, I agree. Because Kaz finds her parents. Yeah. In Crooked Kingdom, he's able to do that. But I don't I don't know if I feel like if this brother is alive, Kaz would have been able to find him. But the fact that he didn't almost tells me that 
he he couldn't find him because he's no longer here it's very possible or i wonder if like he could have been um taken by someone else maybe i don't know like it could if the show got to a certain point i feel like it could come on end up coming up like a major plot point yeah um however if like erring on the side of caution because netflix why would we do that (laughs) like even if we get one season of six of crows that's just done well i will be happy because Mm -hmm. i just don't trust any network really at this point um but like if not to say that i want him to be dead by any means but i almost wish like i i do hope inej finds the answers that she's looking for and I do hope it is before she gets back because then at least there's more of a reason for her to have left. I mean, yeah. besides the fact that obviously she's getting slavers, you go girl, queen, yeah, amazing. Cool. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. I just need them all together. Same. I need I need everyone to stream Shadow and Bone season two. Jenna has it Please. on in the background. I will put it on yep. in the background as soon as I mean, it just ended call. again. So I will put it back on once we <laughs> close here so you don't hear me clicking on my remote. Um, but, but it's going hopefully- back on. I mean, listen, I I think that if there is a Six of Crows spinoff, we need to get our shit together and do reviews of every episode. If there's a Six of Crows spinoff, I will do a review of every episode gladly. Cool. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if there's, if there's more stuff in the class, we can even do a two-parter. Yeah. Shadow of Bone. Yep. Cover half and half. Yep. What, whatever. <laughs> and for the love of my life, Dominic. Let's Maybe there'll be flashbacks. Let's never it. forget that he existed. Um, he still exists in my Just memories. Make a shrine of him in your room. I will. Right under the uh, Moulin Rouge poster. Perfect. Two sad things. Oh. <laughs> no, everything's fine. I can do it. You know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter if Twitter is still around. At LazyPod. Also- yep. <laughs> You can also find um, us on Instagram. Yes, Instagram. I was going to say that, and I could not think of the words. So apparently it's time for food, because my stomach has been on the verge of growling. You're like, you just put me through a lot of emotions without food? Rude. That's a wrap. Catch us here next time at some point. When? I don't know. But we'll be here. When there's a renewal? I don't. We'll be here for something. <laughs> We're losing our minds on Twitter anyway, so catch us on Twitter. Bye. Bye.